What's good, everybody, and welcome back. Today, we're talking about mental health, and the reason we're talking about this is because I was reading a book about a couple of days ago, and it was saying that over 50% of hospitalizations are due to something that is of mental origin, which means people don't have physical symptoms, or if they do have physical symptoms, it's related directly to something that's going on in their head, which means... 50 plus percent of hospital beds are taken up by the mentally ill. And I thought this was absolutely crazy. This book was written, I think, in the 80s. So I looked it up and it's true. So that's why we're talking about this today. Before we get into mental health specifically, we need to first establish what our standard of health is. Because if we don't know what health is, then how can we know what illness is, if that makes sense? Usually when we think about our health, we think about our bodies and our ability to function properly. So a person is physically ill when their body isn't capable of performing the necessary actions to keep it alive. As a simple example, right, if I break my leg, I am no longer physically healthy, even though I can survive because we live in the modern world and we have doctors and technologies and such. But hundreds of years ago, if I would have broke my leg, game over right there. And then we have the more complicated examples of uh, getting an illness or a disease like smallpox or something, you get that, you can't function properly, and then you die. One more thing to talk about before we get into mental health specifically, and that is how we survive as humans. So all animals, cats, dogs, such, all animals have consciousness, which means they are aware of some aspect of reality. And that awareness comes into us, excuse me, That awareness comes to us in the form of our senses, and we use those senses and they create some, I won't say knowledge is the right word, but awareness of the things of reality, right? For the lower animals, that's all they need. They take that sensory input and then they make, well, they don't make decisions. They have program decisions that they follow through on. And if their senses are impaired somehow, that's the end of them. They, They probably won't survive. They won't make it to reproduce. As humans, we have that same consciousness, but we have a special differentiation, which is that um, our means of survival, which is to say that the things that we see and get through our senses don't automatically give us a way to get our needs met. We have to figure them out ourselves. And this is because we have a conceptual faculty, conceptual faculty. Yeah, that's how you say it, which is Another word for our mind. Our mind takes in the awareness of reality and then we create these concepts and they build on top of each other and on top of each other until we get um, enough knowledge to create the means of our survival. So, for example, you're a caveman and you figure out if you rub these sticks together, you can make fire and then you can stay warm. That's the concept now that we have called fire. And then we move on to the next thing, Um, building a shelter out of sticks or whatever. And we keep going on and on and on, new concepts on top of new concepts. And that gets us to where we are now, where we have literally everything that we could ever need or want. Since our survival isn't handed to us through our automatic through automatic behavior, we have to go and seek out um, and conceptualize our knowledge into things that can help us survive. And that means that we need to be able to recognize reality for what it is and to draw concepts from them. And all these things that we create, like fire and shelter and stuff like that, they become values to us. And our values are those things that we 
act to gain or keep. And now I think we're ready for a formal definition of mental health. So mental health is someone who um, is able to conceptualize reality in a way as to create his means of survival. Therefore, he's able to reason and think and do the mental effort it takes to ensure his mental health, which means he can act in a way to create the things necessary for him to survive. And mental illness is when there's like um, something wrong in their process of thinking. And what they, what happens is they don't see reality as it is. They have some type of dysfunction in that area. And it results in them not being able to create the means of their survival. And back in the day, back a couple hundred years ago, that meant you didn't survive and you didn't get to reproduce. I hope I did that justice. I think it makes sense. But I know you might be thinking like, we're in modern times we don't have to really struggle for our survival and such. And that is a great point, which means I think this is the reason why mental health is so, I mean, mental illness is so prevalent now because we don't have to face reality. If we don't want to, we can live through the means of others by voting for people's stuff getting taken away and given to ourselves. We can manipulate people into giving us what we want. We can lie, cheat, steal, manipulate all that good stuff or all that terrible stuff. I mean, so now, nowadays, the consequences of re- avoiding reality, unthinking, not thinking, um, exporting your thinking to other people and then taking the products of their thinking and taking them for yourself, the consequences for that type of action is minuscule now. <laughs> you can get away with it for your whole life if you want to. And that's what a lot of people do, unfortunately. And that is my prediction as to why mental health is so out of control another reason that may be more subtle to you I'm not sure but another reason that mental health is so prevalent is because the people in power benefit from people being mentally unhealthy because the mentally unhealthy people who can't think and reason for themselves create their means to their survival and rely on manipulation and stealing to get what they need they turn to the government who does it for them in some way or fashion and justifies their mental illness on the part that the people who are actually thinking and producing and creating the means of survival for everyone else, those people actually stole that from you. So therefore, you deserve it, and we'll take it from them. And yeah, you'll have your stuff. And here's another way that mental health, mental illness is perpetuated. It's also perpetuated in the family. A lot of parents want their children to conform, and if the child gets a sense that conformity is good and thinking is bad, then they become mentally ill in that way and they stop doing their own thinking and they get their thinking from other people and they end up manipulators who have to steal and cheat and all that stuff to get what they need. And the parents do this because they want they they want power in the moment, but they don't realize that they're doing their children and themselves harm in the long run by doing that. You get conformity now, but then you get children who are dependents in the future and who can't take care of you now that you're old and crippled and i have another reason why mental illness is such on is so high nowadays is because the pill pushers aka doctors quotation marks they're kind of just pushing pills to solve everything instead of actually getting to the root of the problem which is um having a psychological issue of identifying the facts of reality and creating the means of your survival 
through your thoughts. They just patch you over with pills and stuff because they can make they can make way more money doing that than actually getting to the root of the cause. I can't remember where I heard this, but I think in Japan or China back in the day, or maybe to this day, the health system works like you pay your doctor while you're healthy. And when you're sick, you don't pay your doctor. So right now you're paying for health insurance and you're healthy, right? But as soon as you get sick, you you end up paying even more now. But in their system, which I think is a better system, you pay your doctor while you're healthy. And when you get unhealthy, the incentive is to keep you healthy or and to get you healthy as quick as, as quickly as possible. Whereas now they get paid either way. You pay them for your insurance on the monthly basis. You get sick and they're like, hey, take these pills. And you're like, all right. And you take the pills and you take the pills and you take the pills and you take the pills. And they get paid either way, no matter if you're sick or you're healthy. And still another way that the mental illness crisis is blowing up out of proportion is that there are a certain amount of people who are mentally ill themselves who are, I guess, a little smarter or maybe a little less mentally ill who kind of recruit people into mental illness through their content, through their YouTube videos, through their TikToks and whatever they're doing. There's been studies showing that um, people doing mental illness stuff on TikTok, those viewers experience more mental health issues. And it's not like they were already mentally ill. They were normal kids. And then they started watching TikTok. They got into this mentally illness stuff. And now they're displaying mental illness symptoms. So we're getting hit from all directions. And I'm not like a doom guy, but (laughs) it's going to be hard, very, very hard to turn around. And the way to turn it around is to reestablish consequences for the lack of mental illness or to flip the incentives for uh, healthcare workers and government officials to ensure that mental health is rewarded instead of a direct pipeline for profits and power. I think that's all I got to say. I hope I did this justice. I hope it made sense to you. And with that, I will see you in the next one.